Hello ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Zenx English Podcast and this is kind of a very unusual episode. Actually, at the moment, listeners, I'm on a train. I've never recorded an episode on a train. I'm on my way to Olomouc, which is a uh, town where a friend of mine lives at the moment and I'm going to visit her today. What happened is that um, I've just met a random person in a train compartment Um, it's quite unusual actually because um, I, um, I had a phone call um, and I had to sort something out on, on the phone and when I hanged up when my phone call ended um, the guy sitting next to me in my compartment overheard uh, in my phone conversation that uh, I'm a teacher I'm an English teacher and uh, because he's quite curious he actually asked me what I teach and then uh, we started chatting And uh, I found out that he is actually uh, one of the most suitable people who can be possibly interviewed on my podcast because he spent some time in England. He lived in England and he, apparently he can speak English. So, hello. Hello, my name is Adam. Nice to meet you, Adam. Nice to meet you too. Uh, I'm Zdeněk. I'm recording... Uh, podcast, Zdeněk's uh, English podcast, and welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I've never recorded a random person before. <laughs> okay, pleasure to be your guest. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, basically, this is totally unprepared. It's going to be uh, really spontaneous. So, uh, from what you have told me, you lived in England for one year. Yeah, nearly, yeah. nearly one year. Nearly one year, and now you're back here in the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, great. How, how long have you been back? Um, for for six months, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, six months. Okay. So, do you feel home here, or did you? Is it hard for you to leave England? I I definitely feel home here in the Czech Republic. I was born here, and I felt a bit like a stranger in England. Mm -hmm. This is my home. But did you have a good time there? Well, definitely. I, so, I, I did enjoy it in England. So, so, <laughs> where did you live actually? I live in Norwich. Norwich. In Norwich, in Norfolk. Uh -huh. Where with, is that? It's a pretty nice town, an old town, and with nice people, mm. and with nice accent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, did, did you pick up the accent? Do you speak a little bit with this accent? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> I tried, but I failed, unfortunately. <laughs> you would probably have to stay there a bit longer. Right? Uh, at least, at least ten more years, I think. <laughs> well, actually, it depends on how much you do for your English, of course. Because as as we talked before, there are some people who have been living there for ten years and they can't really speak English at all. Yes, that's correct. I think they didn't pick it up much, and, and but I didn't either. <laughs> well, the accent there were, was really difficult for me. Uh, actually, I wasn't even able to uh, pronounce the the area where I lived uh, properly. <laughs> mm. That's a shame, isn't it? Well, uh, tell me again, where about is it? In, like in the northeast or southeast? So or I would say southeast. Southeast. It's a three-hour journey from London is to it? get there. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be that different. Is, was it, is it that different from like London accent? Have you ever heard a uh, London accent? Uh, actually, I haven't, but they, they told me it's very similar to yes, London. Yes, it must be, because to be honest with you, I, I find 
Manchester accent and the accents from the north even harder to understand like it's very close to Scottish you know yeah, they are very difficult to understand so uh, you were actually lucky to live in such area I mean it's obviously interesting to to live among Scottish people but it's much harder to pick it up to get the grips with it definitely I met a I met a guy from Manchester I wasn't able to pick up a single word yeah Horrible. Because he's from Manchester, he speaks a little bit like that. It's really hard to copy. I can't really do that. But it's about intonation as well, you know. No, I can't do it. I was just trying to to copy the accent, but I can't do it. Impossible. Um, yeah, for me definitely. So, um, <laughs> what do you do? What's your job here? Mm -hmm. My current job is um, administrator at uh, an optimization office. I work at the petrochemical industry in the north of the Czech Republic. It's a um, very industrial area, I would like say. Liberec? No, no, near Litvino. Near Litvino? There is uh -huh. a huge refinery, Yeah. the biggest one in the Czech Republic. Okay, I know, I know whereabouts it is. And now you, <laughs> we, we met on the train and you are on your way to Setin, which is... To Setin, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> That's the place where it's I was born. Really? So yeah. you're going home today? Yes, I'm going home to, but, uh, to visit my parents. Oh, Litvinov and Setin, <laughs> they're, not, they're not within a stone's throw, are they? They're quite far away from each, from each yeah. other. It's a long way. It's a long way. So how long do you have to travel on this train? Um, I think approximately five hours. Five hours? Yeah, it's a so five hour journey. You, you must be happy that you met me. Because now <laughs> I, I'm going to kill some time for you with, yeah, with recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <I'm> plus, <laughs> plus it will make you famous because of obviously my podcast is listened to by uh, thousands of people. Well, not yet. <laughs> at least, at not least. yet. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, it will be listened by many more people since this episode with you, of course, oh. because you're you're famous and uh, everybody knows you. In Litvin of Setin and Norfolk and everywhere, yeah? yeah definitely. <laughs> so, so you told me that you studied at the university before? Yes, I did. So what did you I studied management. So did you as a bachelor? You graduated? I, yes, I grad I graduated in uh, business in uh, management and then I studied finance because I uh, I was finding it more interesting. I I like ma ma maths and business management is more about uh, theory. Hmm. There is not so much maths. And so you like like practice more, like yeah, it's more counting. Yeah, it's more counting, more hmm. practicing, um, but playing with playing with numbers. numbers. That's what you are after. <laughs> yeah. That's what you like. Well, pretty interesting. But could you do something like that? In, so um, basically, you went to England after after you had graduated at university. Do I understand? Yes, it? straight yeah. away. One, ma straight one month later. One month later. Well, this is a great idea to visit a foreign country after graduating from any school, basically, because then it's not easy to do it uh, when you are in the middle of a term or something. It's more appropriate to do it after you finish a school, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes, and but you didn't work there as a mathematician, really, did you? <laughs> no, no, I, I really didn't. That would be really interesting. The Czech mathematician comes to England and con conquers the world yeah. with numbers, you know. No, you didn't. So what did you do there? Um, yes, first I worked as a warehouse operator 
that was my warehouse first job. Warehouse operator. Yes, warehouse operator. What does it mean? It, it sounds operator. pretty sophisticated. It but does. It does. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a usual worker at a warehouse. Nothing special. I know. I used to work in a warehouse too when I, when I was in England. <laughs> then you definitely and know what yeah, I mean. I know what you mean with, with the pallet, pallet truck and uh, wheelbarrow. No, no, no. I wasn't allowed to operate this. Really? No, too sophisticated. So, uh, even the, not not even the forklift. <laughs> no, no way. No now way. You need to have a license for this. I, I think. <laughs> I was allowed to use only my hands. Okay, so what? what uh, uh, I presume you just moved some boxes from place A to place B, right? That's what you did. Some boxes, or in in general, wrapping, unwrapping boxes, uh, pieces um, of glass. Pieces of glass. Yes, pieces that of glass. That must be quite dangerous. Each, each windows. Really? Um, it it I, really I, was. I did it. I did it only. <laughs> I did it like once because I was working like for um, a recruitment agency uh, at first. So did I. Uh, yeah. And what we had, uh, mm. what we had to do always was that they gave us kind of a map every day in the morning and told us told us where we had to go. <laughs> we had to use the tube station and. Uh, it was pretty exciting because we never knew where we would end up each day. So similar to me. Yeah. And once we went to this huge building, it was like a construction site, it was almost built and they were, fit, they were fitting in the, uh, the windows. And we were moving some windows actually too. So I remember I had similar experience like you. And actually there was an, uh, something happened to me there. I had like a problem, injury problem, because a piece of glass um, and it ended up in my eye actually it was pretty nasty and then I had to see uh, some kind of a nurse or I don't know if she was a doctor I don't think so it's horrible it is and it was like a little tiny little piece of glass and uh, I could feel some burning sensation inside and uh, then she took it out and I, it was fine but it was horrible I was like scared you know I was like scared I, I could I wouldn't see again or something like that because I never had I was young I was like 20 I didn't know what? Did you wear glasses? Uh, probably not. <laughs> safety uh, yeah. first in England. Yeah, safety mm, first. That's a shame. That's yeah, a shame. I know. But ever since then, I always wore wore the glasses, of course. Well, almost always. Yeah. So uh, you worked in a warehouse, and uh, you had to work with some glass, move glass, or yeah, I moved. I moved glass. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge windows, did but without frames. Without frames. Yeah. So it so was the first step. So just, just mm. windows. So what? How did you carry it? Just with your bare hands? <laughs> with my bare hands. Really? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very difficult, and I, I, I put it on a, on a barrel, and then when the barrel was full. I was supposed to move the whole barrel of the whole barrel of glass alone, just on your own. Yeah, on my own. It was horribly heavy and wow. Okay, hold on. Hold I on. suffered. If if you, if you are saying these things, this is this just doesn't sound like England to me, because in English they are so so much um, aware of all these security or uh, safety um, measures, and they always take a lot of precautions. So that this doesn't happen, they have so, uh, such strict rules, you know, and you all have to follow them. All those inductions you have to take. Yeah, yes, I know. How come? How come this happened? That you you were you you were asked to move such heavy 
load of glass. I just uh, don't understand it. It doesn't sound like England. Are you sure you're, you, are you sure you're talking, talking to I'm me about England? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the right person who can answer this question. But it's, so it was, was your boss, was maybe? You had a terrible boss who um, let you do this? I'm not sure, but usually I, I, I needed just to spin it, to spin it over. Yeah. And then it to, to be able to use the other side of the barrel, mm. but there was a kind of track, a kind of track, but they didn't want to use it because if you wanted, if you wanted just to spin it, it's mm. a waste of time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, did, did you have any anyone to help you, or did you just work? Mm, I worked on my own. It was horrible. So it, this was your job description. This is what you had to do. Yeah, just to it was only you for this sorting, uh, sorting of uh, pieces of glass of like these piling it up of these windows. Yeah, piling it out. You needed to sort it according to according to sizes, maybe. Yeah, according to sizes and different numbers, mm. and then to spin to spin the barrels to use the other side, and that's it. Mm. My job. I did it for yes, there were ten hour shifts. Wow, I was so. So how long? How long did you do this job? How long did you work as a uh, uh, what, what, what? Six operator? Or six or seven months. Warehouse operator. For six or seven months, yes. Mm-hmm. Warehouse, warehouse operator. I, I guess I had a similar job because I worked as a laborer on a construction site, but it was. This sounds even more complex, uh, like uh, more difficult. I worked as a as a uh, laborer on a construction site in Romford, which is a, a part in London, eastern part in London, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we worked under T Clark, which is electrical company, and we ha- we we had to move like cable drums, huge cable drums. Sometimes we we could use uh, the pallet truck or a wheelbarrow. Uh, sometimes we just rolled it over. Uh, sometimes we moved some other material, like uh, they call it unit strut or some trays, which is basically some piece of metal which which you use for putting the cable in. And we had to we had to um, carry it from one place to another to sort of to bring it to the electricians so that they could use it for their work. But there were a lot of us to do this because it was a huge construction site. So uh, it, it wasn't boring because I, I was with my uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Was it exhausting? How did you well, find the job? I, not so much. It was all right. It was all right. We could we could take our time. I mean, we had to work work hard, but nobody was forcing you to, you know, to kill yourself. <laughs> so, our, our boss was English, and he was quite reasonable, and he wanted us to do the job. And when we did the job, he gave us some free time. If it was possible, it was all right. It's quite fair job actually. Um, so what else? What else can you tell us about your English, what what English, experience, English experience of working experience? Yeah. My second job was um, a cook. A cook. Oh, that's pretty, pretty different. Pretty different. Yeah, but I was there just to help. Okay. The real. So you cook, didn't. The really, real cooks. <laughs> you didn't really cook anything. No, no. I, I cannot say that. Mm-hmm. I was just helping. But did you did you maybe learn something from? From the real cooks or ch- ch- chefs, mm, call them chefs. Yes, I did. Yes, I did something. Uh-huh. So can you cook now? I I pick up something, but really not much. Uh-huh. What kind of restaurant was it? Uh, it was a small restaurant. They they, they were specialized in um, fast food. Okay. 
yeah it was more like mm. a fast food restaurant mm. I would say mm. so what was your specialty specialty I prepared some parts of hamburgers um, such as the buns I, I did you prepare did, buns. You, did you eat it I mean Okay, yeah. Obviously, we know fast food is not really healthy. And I'm afraid people I get fat a lot when they <laughs> eat it. So, did you eat it a lot? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do, but not if they work there at, at the same time. Okay. If you work at a restaurant, uh, at such a chain, you, uh -huh. um, it's a kind of slavery, I would say. Uh -huh. so, so <laughs> you work really hard. You become hard. fed up with it, maybe a little bit. So no. you don't, you don't want to eat it. Or do you eat it a lot? Like, is it, it for free? Not is my it? case. I, I ate, ate it, it a lot. I ate it a is lot. Is the food for free for you? Uh, like for the employees? In small amounts. In small amounts. I wasn't allowed to eat as much as I wanted. Just, <laughs> just small amounts. Maybe it's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, my my intake could be as much as. 2000 uh, calories oh my god maybe even more okay. I don't know just during my shift okay horrible but what, 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 if you could compare those two jobs which one did you like better and why because these are quite pretty pretty different like pretty it's, far away jobs it's difficult to say both job had uh, pros and cons uh -huh. and I i cannot say which job was better uh -huh. but definitely it was great experience to yeah it was great experience to do both both these jobs and maybe now that they, that you have come back you can value actually your real job the, <laughs> the one that you you're doing here yeah yeah that, that's correct i really because uh, people can't sometimes judge other people un until they try it themselves you know what i mean i do. It's really great if you have opportunity to try different things in life and then you can talk to people about it. Yeah, I, I do enjoy my current job and I think the working experience helped um, um, open my eyes. Mm -hmm. Broadened your horizons? Yes. Okay. I fully realized that I, I want to live here in the Czech uh -huh. Republic, I want to work here, I want to have a family here. Uh -huh. Um, before I uh, went to England, I thought, okay, I'm not, I'm not really happy here. I should try and travel somewhere mm. because I, I, I don't really like this country much. You know, when you yeah, read or listen to news, especially when you have you this are opportunity, mm. pretty dissatisfied when you read or listen to and current news. When you most notice it is when you actually come back. Right or when you go there, it's like the transitions. That's when you notice it. That's when you notice it the most, and then you then you can see the huge contrast. Like when I went there, it was like I went to London, and everything was so simple there. Like you you could buy everything easily. They used the credit cards, uh, you know, the machines for the credit card readers everywhere. Mm. So. Uh, It's it's so different. Yeah, But I think what's what's problem uh, most of Czech population um, complain complain about yeah. uh, about um, so the current situation mm -hmm. a lot. And what they would need is to travel somewhere. Yeah. For example, I, I'm I think especially to west to see the situation there. What is it? What is it to live there? 
Uh, how is it different and what people have to do, how much they have to wor uh, work hard for it Definitely. and their attitudes to life and uh, people are happy to, to have job there and they are more optimistic. We always only grumble and yeah, complain grumble. about everything. That's our problem. That's, problem. I know, I know, right? We people are, are so happy there, yeah. even if they got a horrible job, for example. Yeah, I know, for, for, example, us, for us. As I, I had. Uh -huh. And they were happy. You were happy to have, have this job. And yeah. like, you were optimistic and everybody could talk to you. But here, like, if you look at these people, you can't even ask how, how the person is here. If you ask somebody, how are you? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm <laughs> like shit, you know, we say Mamsa Nahovno. It's like I'm you know, it's terrible. But it's just the attitude, yeah? Yeah, people are so pessimistic. Uh -huh. It's a kind yeah, of I, I sickness. I totally agree with you. That's why I run this podcast, because I want to make this place better place to live, you know. It's a huge challenge, isn't it? At <laughs> least. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm not sure if there is a happy, happy end, but happy ending. Maybe there is. We will see. We will see. But at least we try. <laughs> we should try. We should try. We should always try. You know. People, people need uh, to travel more. The problem is Czech people don't travel much, mm. and they don't have any idea what's the living there in the West. Mm. They see only the situation through their screens on TV, and they yeah, it's oh, distorted. It's not, it's not real world. Yes, yes, definitely. They have to, they have to feel it. They have to live it. They have to give it a go themselves, and to see how this is, right? But it's really hard to decide to do such things. It's almost impossible for all the people because they have families. They have like kind of deeply rooted here already, and it's difficult for them. For young people, it's much easier nowadays. Right, and a lot of them go there, I yeah, think. But you still think not enough. Yeah, a high ratio of young people yeah. travel abroad, uh -huh. and therefore the situation will definitely change because a new generation will already have this kind of experience, uh -huh. and their thinking, their mentality will be absolutely different. Mm -hmm. I think. So in maybe ten years' time, yes, everything might so. be different than it is now. So. It, you, actually, maybe people won't be pessimistic. And what I dislike about Czech people is the way they they are xenophobic and the racism and you know it just when they for example imagine when uh, we are on a train here and what if a black person walked past this compartment like if there were some Czech people they would like move their heads you know in the direction of this person like who is this like they have never seen a black person before that's some unfortunately the attitude of czech people mm. they just know this from the tv and that's all uh, yes i agree but for us we have this experience so we can we can see it a little bit differently i i hope the, the values of people of czech people will change one day it will um i think a lot of listeners of, of my podcast can actually relate to this because they come from, for example, Russia, where the situation, I uh, dare say, is even worse in this. Uh, you know, it, uh, today the Winter Olympic Games actually are starting, and um, uh, you know the problem with homosexuality. Yeah, you know, I know. It's like new anti-gay anti law, anti-gay law and campaign, and it's like uh, I like Russian people. I have a lot of Russian students. Um, some of them are very good friends of mine and they themselves disagree with this 
but uh, it's like how is it possible in the 21st century you know so these these guys they would some of them would especially those who are in charge they also need their eyes to be opened you know so for us in like the Czech Republic we are really close to the west maybe uh, if we go more to the east the situation is even more alarming in this this will change with a new generation, generation. with young people that's that's the problem because the old generation didn't travel much because they weren't allowed they weren't they, allowed they during, communi- during communism yeah it was borders were forbidden. closed and yeah. they could only travel to to the east yeah and that's but the problem the situation in the east was pretty much the same like here so yeah yeah so they couldn't learn anything new yeah new methods of anything in, gen- in general they know only one area one style of thinking yeah. nothing, nothing different yeah exactly and I think the mentality was twisted, mm. kind of twisted, because of the Communist Party. Yeah, definitely. People, I think. People we must, we must say that we are really lucky to live in this this era. Yes, I'm very lucky for it. Yeah, because you know, we had the chance to to go and live abroad, and as I said, it opened our horizons, and now we are they maybe different people. Better people, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> okay. Um, you also told me that your girlfriend um, actually studies English. Yes. What, what does she, she does. What is she studying? She studies. She studies English and American literature. Like culture studies. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Culture studies. In uh, in the second largest city in the Czech Republic, in Brno. That's correct. Right. So, uh, do you speak English to her? Is she Czech? Uh, usually, <laughs> usually I don't because. So when she pres- doesn't like it much, I think because. Um, does she speak better than you? Uh, she definitely does. Really? Much better. Because your English is not too bad, actually. Well, nice I'm, I'm, really su- I'm, really, I'm really surprised. I'm your English is quite good. You picked. <laughs> I can see you picked uh, picked up a lot. In England, <laughs> you are already nice as, uh, as they are. <laughs> no, I mean it. I mean it. Like it's, it's uh, typical English approach. Your English <laughs> is nice, <laughs> and a typical a typical Czech uh, Czech person. Um, your English is not bad. <laughs> but you forgot I'm also a teacher, and I have to motivate my students. You are not my student. A good but, job. Uh, a good job. I'm really gra- I'm really grateful that uh, you agreed to record this podcast. It, it looked like you are a pretty confident guy. Like. Uh, majority of Czech people would say no, please no. But uh, for you, it seemed like it's pretty normal to <laughs> to record episodes of podcasts on the train, you know, with with uh, people you don't know. <laughs> it's a challenge, but um, you feel you feel very comfortable recording this episode. <laughs> I may be more stressed and nervous than you. <laughs> I am. I'm stressed. You cannot, you cannot see it. Because okay, because you can hide it very well. Yes. You can I'm bottle up your emotions. <laughs> yes, I'm really okay. good at it. Oh, right. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> Let the listeners of the podcast judge. So, uh, tell me one thing. You have been here for half a year. Okay. Yes, that's yes. correct. And half a year. Uh, what do you do for your English? How do you keep in touch with... Mm. No. How do you... <sighs> the only word w- uh, which um, comes to my mind is uh, um, 
maintain. But Thanks. Think, That's it. How no, do you maintain? I don't think so. It's okay. It's okay. You can use it. Yeah, I'm not sure. If sometimes, it's sometimes word. different words can be used in different contexts, and okay. this is like metaphor. It can be used. How do you maintain your English? Because it must be maintained, like uh, any kind of equipment, house. Mm, all right. I'm. I'm doing my best, but it's an endless job, I think, to do you feel, do you feel English like in the Czech Republic. Uh, do you feel easy. like you're going down the hill now, now that you're back? Um, it, it happened to me when I came back, it happened to me. Oh. Is it, is it still improving or is it getting worse because you are back here and you don't have the exposure to, in, to English language like you had over there? No, actually, I'm feeling a slight improvement. Really? That's great. Yeah, really That's great. Just a slide. Why? Slide. So how? What do you do for your English? How do you um, maintain it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Um, Actually, I can't work out a word which would, which we could use for this. <laughs> what do you do for your English to remain at the same level, mm. or even make it better? I I read in English a lot. Mm. Uh, so what kind of books do you read? Um. The last, the last book I, I finished, was called City Boy. Okay. Some of you uh, might know it. It's about a, a boy from the city. city. Yeah, it's I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and it's about uh, loafing there and about the. Uh, What do you mean? Horrible, horrible war. Loafing. Loafing. Oh, it's about law. No. What law. do you mean loafing? What is loafing? Loafing. Uh, I don't know. That's that's the word I picked up there. Okay. But what kind of genre is it? It's a novel. Literature of fact. Okay. So I would is say it, yes. Is it, is it non-fiction? Is it like yes, tra tra it's, tra yeah, it's, it's, it's non-fiction. It 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 shows the reality reality it's a, it's in a, um, before before the world crisis. Okay. So it, dis it describes somebody's real experience. Like, is it yes. based on real? Uh, on, yeah, on huge bonuses in the city and horrible practices which uh, ruled there. Mm. It was just about so money and so kind of about bureaucracy, about how money rules the world. Yeah, how money rules the world. Definitely, okay. that's the right. Okay, that's the and right. It, it's seen from the point of view of this person. Yeah, the the writer uh, really lived. Uh, so is it is it life. biography? Is it uh, is it first first person narration? Yeah, it's narration. It's first narration. person. So the the main character is the is the uh, narrator. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, um, so interesting. you read in English a lot. Now, can you give some tips to my listeners? How how do you read in English? Obviously, there might be some words you see for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I have the same experience. At the moment, I'm reading the Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm sure you know this. Yes. I uh, and uh, sometimes I find find some words quite hard to understand. I can mm -hmm. usually I, I know some strategies and and uh, kind of techniques how to um, cope with unknown words. You know, because because I know English grammar and I just kind of sometimes guess it what it could mean. But sometimes you don't really know what the word means. So uh, maybe what could you recommend 
uh, the according. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm the right person. Ac according to my girlfriend, my strategy is horrible. Really? It's what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> it's the worst possible strategy you can use. Yes. What, what do you do? Because I need to know every word oh. in the book. Okay. I, I uh, cannot go on if I don't uh, know the exact meaning of uh, the word. Listen, I think uh, I would oppose to your girlfriend. I think it's a good strategy, bearing in mind that uh, you you are a patient person. And yes, it, I it am. Doesn't, very it does. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make you not want to finish reading the book. Mm -hmm. You know. Sometimes if, if it's like I get bored when this happens. When I use when I have to use my dictionary too much, I get bored. And I stop reading. But mm. if you are patient enough to do this, you know, to check every word that you don't know, then I think it's not a problem. It's maybe it kind of slows down the process of reading. You, it will take you longer time to read it, to finish it. But who cares? You know, just, as long as you enjoy reading it, I don't think. Well, mm, yes, I'm, I'm patient enough. I always um, finish the book. But some t my, my problem is that sometimes I know um, the exact meaning of each word, but I don't know what the story is about. Really? Yes. Oh, okay, so then I agree with your girlfriend that this strategy is not the best one. Yes. But so maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't worry too much about understanding every single word, and just uh, you know what I do? I look up the words which occur more often. Mm. It's like mm. maybe maybe yeah. it's the fifth time I, I see this word in the book and it's like okay now now I really have to look it up because it's not it's not once you the, say the it's same more times. What my girlfriend does. It's it's really it's really maybe she uh, she recommended recommended me this. Mm. Maybe you could enjoy uh, uh, reading the story much more if you did this. Mm, I think so. So give it a go next time and you will see. But it's a kind of obsession. Is it obsession? Is it I like cannot you, stop. you can't stop? Yeah, can't you stop. have to do it this way. Yeah, you have to do it your way. Is it because you're stu stubborn, or is it just because uh, you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't look that old. Actually, 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 I think uh, uh, you might be younger than me. Uh, how old are you? Uh, tw Twenty-six. Yeah, you are younger than me. So uh, good for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, bad for I'm me. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. all right. It's all right. I'm used to uh, my students telling me that I'm old already. You know, uh, one of my students told me he's from Peru that I'm losing hair. <laughs> well, so am I. Well, yeah, but okay. It's even worse for you because now everybody <laughs> will think you are older. <laughs> okay, right. So. Uh, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you can talk about? Um, uh, regarding my um, learning habits, uh, as far as uh, English is concerned, well, <laughs> you use very nice uh, uh, structures in English. Uh, as far uh, as my English is concerned, not everybody is able to use this. <laughs> you <know>. Wow! <laughs> but it sounds academic, though. That a bit. That are kind of funny. <laughs> Because I need to tell you a story. Again. Okay, tell me. Story. I <laughs> I started. It's funny already, you know. <laughs> you haven't even started. Um, I, I started uh, with this, uh, I would say, uh, book phrases, and when I arrived uh, to England and started my job at the warehouse, uh, there was a guy. Um, 
he was absolutely covered uh, with tattoos that mm-hmm. they were all over his body okay and I approached him <laughs> and I needed a kind of uh, advice really on, on what <laughs> and I on, your, on your future tattoo <laughs> no no <laughs> something about the barrel or oh, I don't right. know something Some, about the job something about the job <laughs> I used the phrase <laughs> <laughs> Could you give me some words of advice? <laughs> and he was like he started he started laughing. Yeah. You know stare at me. Uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> once once uh, my friend uh, who came to visit me to England did something similar. He wanted to ask uh, a person to to remove his sweater from the seat because he wanted to sit down. In, on a tube and he said excuse me uh, can I please you <laughs> lovely <Yeah. laughs> and he just wanted to ask him to move the sweater <laughs> so I I really understand <laughs> it must be really tough sometimes you know uh, <laughs> a good phrase but at a bad time I think yeah bad timing wrong time bad wrong timing. time yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, I just have to uh, make one remark, one important remark to my listeners. Listeners, uh, uh, my guest on the podcast, when he says he used to work in a warehouse, it doesn't actually mean that he used to work in a whorehouse. Okay, those are two different, <laughs> two different places to work. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, what is a warehouse? Can you clarify it to my listeners, to those, to those who might still a little bit hesitate about where you worked all right to clarify this it's a huge building when you assemble something i think from it's like a storage area isn't it yeah for, storage area for some companies yeah for, where they need a to. huge storage area mm-hmm. for example they plan not, not a place Uh, where somebody can please you, right? All right. <laughs> uh, you know that they plan to build an Amazon uh, warehouse here really? in the Czech Republic, Amazon.com or .co.uk or something, and they plan to build it somewhere near a village, and uh, the whole population of this village protested against uh, it. It's like they, they wrote a petition or something. Well, I don't understand why it's... Uh, I don't a great know. opportunity to find a job. But well, yes, but, but then then you have like green people, those who, who don't like uh, big big factories around um, and trees being cut down, you know, and All things right. like that. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. You never heard of this? No. I haven't heard of this. I but anyway, uh, I need to remind you that I've already got a job here in the Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not interested in this. Well, I'm not. Off, I'm not offering it to you. I, I don't. I don't even know if it. If it's. If I, I left it behind in England. Okay, this, this ambition is already gone. Yeah. It is. Okay. All right. Well, really cool to have you here and to, to have this opportunity to record you on the podcast. Really, it will be a really interesting episode because it's it's really spontaneous and random, and we. I mean, I had a 10-minute chat before before recording this with you in in Czech, and uh, on the on the basis of this, I, I decided to ask you some questions. So I don't really know you, and uh, now I found more find out, found out more about you from recording and speaking English with you, which is a bit ridiculous that we are speaking English 
because we're Czechs, right? <laughs> but sometimes people do ridiculous things uh, in order to uh, save the world, and that's exactly what we are doing here. All right, do you have anything else to say to my, the listeners of my podcast? Do, do you plan on uh, listening to this? Uh, I'm sorry. Would you like to? Um, I mean, do you intend to listen to this when when it is published? Yes, I I, I would like to yeah. uh, to listen to it when it's published. Have you, have you ever recorded yourself? Like no, have never. You ever listened to your own voice? Um, it's pretty interesting experience. I have to tell you. Really? Most of people they just freak out. Yes, it's a horrible. Is this is this really me? Yes, is this how how I sound? Yeah, <laughs> the same, the same. I'm, I'm yeah. afraid of hearing my voice. But uh, I'm pretty sure it sounds uh, horrible. It's, it's actually really, really cool. It's uh, really cool, and you did a great job. Okay. And uh, your English was at a good level, and grammar was fine. You know, sometimes I I record my students, and their English is not perfect, but it's still listenable. As a teacher and uh, the host of this podcast, I help them. I ask easier questions. I, when they don't understand, I ask them differently. But with you, it was like a piece of cake. <laughs> Recording this, it was a piece of cake. So. Thank you. Yeah, well, honestly, this nice of you. Yeah, it's a de- well-deserved compliment. So I just hope you listen to this and now tell everybody in Sekin that there is the next English podcast and uh, yeah. it kind of uh, is the best thing to improve their English. <laughs> all right, thank all you. Right. I will. I, di- I want this from you in exchange. That's all. That's all I, I'm asking. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks, man. And bye. Thank you. It was a pleasure speak to you on your broadcast. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>